Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Holiday weekend, Steve Jones Show, News Radio 1070, WKOK, and Sean Carey. Steve on his way in to the Sunbury Motors Studios. Sunbury Motors, Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, and the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors, Kia, on the strip, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And, of course, the Friday edition of the Steve Jones Show, always brought to you by Brewers Outlet, the beverage supermarket, Reagan Street in Sunbury. All right, you don't have time to go from place to to place to place to get what you need for your first tailgate party. All right, so you can get their stat. You get there tonight, so you don't have to worry about it tomorrow morning. You want to get an early start to Beaver Stadium for the noon kick. So take advantage of all these great specials. Now through Tuesday at Brewers Outlet, Bud and Bud Light 24-pack, 16-ounce cans, $16.98. Rita's All Flavors, 12-packs, $10.95. Smith & Forge, 12-packs, $8.77. And the fall beers are here. You've got Sam Adams Oktoberfest, 24 packs, $29.95. And yes, I like to call it vitamin Y, Yingling. Yingling Oktoberfest 12 packs are $10.95. Grab a dolly, grab what cases you need. They'll help you take everything out to the car if you need. And of course, more than just the beverages, snacks, fresh roasted peanuts, and the pickle bar. You know the deal, second to none. Our guy loves the barrels and the dills. And our guy's brother as well. Brewer's Outlet on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Uh, speaking of the guy, uh, that guy's brother, Kevin Jones, our defending football predictions champion. See if he can... Oh, blah, blah. Uh, I know. I know. So get some a lot of, picking a lot going of at 435. A lot of bluster there. <laughs> and we can just picking up that breeze from Connecticut. What's that tell you? He gets it done. He does. He does. All right. Well, he got he got season one done. Now let's see if he can start to pancake stack them. Well, this is just our, our way of having a little fun on a Friday. That's right. High school football coming up tonight, a lot of it. Um, uh, tonight on WKOK beginning at 6.30 when the airtime, 7 o'clock the kickoff. Shikolemi will play at Mount Carmel. Kevin Hur and the coach Dick Hort with a call on that game coming up tonight. Also tonight, Lewisburg is at Central Columbia. That is on 100.9 the Valley. Of course, Greg Wetzel was on with us yesterday. The Tomato Bowl coming up tonight. Milton and Warrior Run. That's at Milton tonight. And uh, Steve Williams will be there on the call on WMLP. And Montoursville and Sealands Grove tonight. 
And we mentioned the other ones were 7 o'clock kickoff, 6.30 airtime, but on Eagle 107 tonight with Sealands Grove, it'll be a 7 o'clock kickoff and a 6 o'clock airtime with Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. And then on Eagle 107, Sean will be on after the game to look back on all the action happening in high school football up and down the valley. And our buddy Cody Jared too, from SusquehannaValleySports.com. We'll have him check in. He's got, he'll be covering South Williamsport Danville tonight. Danville unveils the new turf tonight. Great. That's great. But it's a high school Friday, at least it's September now, officially, and that, that's what we love. And this feels like a late September evening. It's uh, going to be right around 60 degrees, upper 50s when they kick off tonight. Yeah, it's checking the hour by hour, probably dropping back to the eh, close to the mid-50s when the games are all said and done past 9 o'clock. So you may need a jacket tonight. And it's football, and that doesn't bother me at all. If I was going to a World Series game, like, or, or any baseball game, if I go on a baseball game in July and they say, you need a jacket, I'd be like, you got to be kidding me, really? But when it comes to high school football, no. They want you to wear a jacket. That just feels like high school football to me on a Friday night. State College will be at home tonight with uh, McCaskey. As a matter of fact, here, now we're not carrying the game, obviously, but... That's what's happening in this area here tonight. Philsburg Osceola is at Baldigalaria tonight. That's a Ron Bracken of the Center Daily Times used to refer to those as a good old fashioned backyard scrap. He's absolutely right about that. Those two schools are separated by Baldigalaria and Philsburg Osceola. I'd say they'd be separated by 15 miles. Not bad. So that's what's coming up around the area tonight and again we'll have on the Sunbury Broadcasting Family of Stations four games for you this evening and then tomorrow Penn State and Akron at noon we're on beginning at 10.30 tomorrow outside the Jordan Ticket Center uh, Jack Ham, Derek Williams entire gang and then noon kickoff and Marist and Bucknell play their opener tomorrow night at 6.00 and I believe it's going to be a 5 o'clock airtime at Eagle 107. Is that correct? Yes, they're going to do a special 60-minute yeah. expanded pregame. And actually, uh, Rob Center from the Rock and Roll Morning Show will be uh, doing a special two-hour broadcast from the tailgate party. So take the whole family out tomorrow. Uh, the tailgate broadcast starts at 3. Kids under 12 get in for free and will receive while supplies last. Limited edition Julian Davenport posters and fireworks are scheduled for after the game tomorrow night as well. But, of course, as Joe mentioned to us in his weekly conversation on Monday, he's looking for fireworks before the fireworks. Exactly. And they want to get off to a good start. They had a really good camp. It was great to hear from Joe uh, earlier this week. And we're excited to see that season get underway as well. Yeah, they have a lot of stuff planned uh, in and around the game tomorrow night. I was driving past Christie this morning coming into work, and they already setting the canopies up just outside of Christie, so they've got that rolling already. It's a fun time of the year. That's why we enjoy it so much and why we always enjoy stocking up for the weekend by going to a place like Brewer's Outlet. Intent. Sean. Intent. Sean. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Yeah, we you gotta, about you, yeah, you got to knuckle down and get it done tonight before heading for the tailgate tomorrow morning. It's the right thing to do. Yeah, well, it's Labor Day weekend. You Absolutely. need to stock up. Absolutely. There's going to be football all weekend long. Right. And you're probably going to be grilling on Monday. Sure. And you got West Virginia, Virginia Tech. You got Georgia Tech, Tennessee. You got Alabama going up against uh, 
Florida State, you have Penn State Akron, you got your tailgates to get ready for at Penn State and at Bucknell. And they've got great specials between now and Tuesday. Bud and Bud Light 24 pack, 16 ounce cans, 1698. Rita's all flavors, 12 pack, 1095. Smith and Forge 12 pack, just 877. Sam Adams Oktoberfest 24 pack, 2995. And Yangling Oktoberfest 12 pack, just 1095. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Yes, the home of the pickle bar. And I feel like I had a sampler from the pickle bar from Corey on Monday night. Who was the first person when we saw when we left here on Monday to, uh, you know, got out of our cars and got to Front Street Station? First person Corey. we saw. Bam. Corey. Corey. Yep. Corey. Yeah, I've, been man- man, I go- I've been mandated to go to the, uh, uh, the Corey Brewers Outlet slash Sunbury Motors slash Purdy Insurance tailgate tomorrow. Yes, you have. Now, the I, ha- second, I have to. The second person I saw was over at the buffet. That was the suit. So, <laughs> yes, in that order. <laughs> it was great to see Corey and everybody. We had a great time on Monday night to preview the season, talk about our respective teams. And it was a lot of fun for us over at uh, Front Street Station in Northumberland. All right, we'll take a break. Today's show is brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Summary, the beverage supermarket on News Radio 1070 WKOK. True refreshment can come in many forms, but it can only be found in one place, the beverage supermarket. Brewers Outlet in Sunbury. Along with their great selection of beer, including imports and microbrews, they have lots of water, soda, fresh roasted peanuts, and an unbelievable variety of pickles at the pickle bar. Look for great deals on wine coolers and your favorite snacks, too. Get true refreshment all in one place. The Beverage Supermarket. Brewers Outlet in Sunbury. Penn State in Akron coming up tomorrow at Beaver Stadium. Uh, You spend eight months of nothing but talk. Yeah, you get to see a blue-white game, but eight months of nothing but talk. And now you finally get to get back into the game action and what is really the fun of it, the games. Enough talk. It's time to start playing ball. And it got underway last night. It really played out last night uh, like I thought it would. Oh, you nailed it. Absolutely. Two and a half quarters, they would hang, and uh, but boy... Uh, you were right, though, about the the, the uh, Ohio State D-line. I mean, Indiana, at one point, running running stats 221-7, to Ohio State. I mean, they had to abandon the run early. They had uh, Indiana had no choice there. Uh, yeah, there's no, they could not handle them up front to do something like that. They just couldn't do it. And here's the problem that Indiana has. And let's talk about the psychology of a fan base, which is also part of the psychology of a program. And it is that moment that you're waiting for for something bad to happen. And if you make it through the game and nothing bad happens, you're like you feel like, wow, this is great. But their fan base, based on their history, again, is waiting for something bad to happen. And then something bad happened over and over and over again. Couldn't, couldn't move the football. Ohio State finally found a little rhythm, hit a couple of big plays. The touchdown pass to Paris Campbell, touchdown pass to Johnny Dixon. Conversely, then there's Ohio State. 
great talent, great success over the years, they're always waiting for something great to happen. And that's the psychology of the two programs. One's waiting for something bad to happen, and one, and one's and one is expecting something great to happen. And I think that is the right there, in a nutshell, happen to be the two programs. And I thought it would be a game for about two and a half quarters. Maybe it extended a little bit beyond that. But without five to six minutes to go in the third quarter, you could start to see it happen. You see it. And it really started with the the consecutive three and outs to start the second half. And the Ohio State defense pitched at Indiana. Uh, there were already gasps in the crowd last night at the opening kickoff when, when Nick Westbrook got hurt. And yeah. the opening kickoff, but uh Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I just again for Indiana's a program they've got a little bit more of a margin of error now than maybe three, four years ago. But they still don't have a great margin for error. I mean, a guy like Westbrook gets hurt. You're looking around and saying, oh, well, this is great. Now what do we do? Because your margin of error is so thin. There are certain players any program can't lose. I mean, Ohio State can't afford right now to lose JT Barrett. But for Indiana, you lose anybody in that starting lineup, and you, you know there is a drop-off when you go to the next person. Now, for them, they're lucky they've got Simi Cobbs back. Cobbs good player. I always like Simi Cobbs as a player. Also got Jay Sean Harris back returning kicks. After Westbrook got hurt. And their tight end you made can... some really good catches, too, last night as well. Yeah. Right. No, he did. Ian Thomas. Ian Thomas. I was, when I've ever looked at him, and he played against Penn State last year. And you can just say size, hands, he's got that. He's he's got that, and and he'll be a great target this year for uh, Richard Lego. But they don't have much of a running game, which I pointed out going in that was going to be part of their downfall because the best unit on the field going into the game was Ohio State's defensive line. And that's, uh, you know, and it proved out. I mean, you don't have to get sacks in, along the way. You know, hey, we're the best unit in the field. Look at all the sacks we got. You can do that and be disruptive with what you're doing up front. And then they started getting, you know, I thought the officials made the right call on the uh, the incomplete pass. Where Landers had taken it back for a touchdown. Thought they made the right call on that, okay. But you could just see at that point they were really they were springing leaks up front against that group. So that's one. Now we'll find out what Ohio State has next week. Again, they've got Oklahoma. Plus we're gonna find out about a Lincoln Riley coach team going on the road to play Ohio State. And that's a, a really good game to get into. And this goes back to the point I've made repeatedly on the show, but I'll make a, the point again. 
how often did we hear about uh, Ohio State getting in last year because they won at Oklahoma? And they deserve all the credit in the world for doing that. But the committee sent such mixed messages last year. Um, and that's... That, I think they confused everybody, and the mixed message was not, was not about Ohio State, Oklahoma. I think they sent the right message there. The mixed message was what Washington did in the non-conference was good enough. That's the problem. And... I think what they did last year, and I, yeah, I admit they did the the safe route, no losses, one loss. Those are the only four that fell into that category outside of Western Michigan. And you're not going to put Western Michigan in. All right, so they took the safe route. But you looked at a program like Washington, and you told everybody that it's okay to have Rutgers as your t- toughest non-conference opponent. I mean, Penn State played Temple and, and Pitt in the non-conference, both better than Rutgers. All right. Audrey Snyder will join us in the next half hour. Phil Davis and Ruth will join us at 4.06. We're going to have Bellator MMA... In the Bryce Jordan Center, November 3rd. It's a Friday night. And Ed and Phil will be the headliners on the card. So they're here to promote it. We had a chance to talk with them today. And we'll hear from them. High school football tonight. Shikalemi at Mount Carmel. Kevin and the coach, DeCourt. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merce family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the Beverage Supermarket, Imports, Domestics, and Microbrews. 
stock up for the Labor Day weekend now. Stock up for the football weekend now. It is that time. And there's no other place to go than Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. You want the best in imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere at your tailgate. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And yes, gang, let's say it all together. The pickle bar is indeed second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And Sean, some great specials there as well between now and Tuesday. Yeah, this is the great time to stock up. I mean, all those great Rita's flavors, you know, the Bud Light Rita's, Strawberry Rita. That's just one of them. You can get all of them at Brewers Outlet. Uh, Rita's, all flavors, 12 packs, 10.95. Bud, Bud Light, 24 packs, 16 ounce cans, or 16.98. Uh, Smith and Forge, the apple flavored brews, 12 pack, 8.77. And now with football, of course, you got to talk about the fall beers. They're coming in. Sam Adams, Oktoberfest, 24-pack, twenty nine ninety five, And the pride and joy of Pottsville, Yingling, Oktoberfest, 12-packs are only ten ninety five. Yingling, Oktoberfest, Corey's always told me that they always go quick. So now is the I time believe that. Them. Yes. Probably yeah. some of that at his tailgate tomorrow, I would think. I would think so as well. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Penn State football tomorrow, Akron Beaver Stadium. Noon the kickoff. The airtime set for 10.30. Audrey Snyder, DK Sports Doc, joins us now on the show. Audrey, welcome back. It is great to have you with us. Good to hear from you, Steve. Happy uh, Friday. We made it this far, right? Yeah, made it this far. Uh, what's, I want to get a gauge from you, press conferences, other things you've heard. What's the gauge you've had from this football team and listening to the players and to James? You know, I think at this point, Steve, you know, we hear it so many times with all levels of football, they're ready to hit somebody else. You know, that's kind of what tomorrow is about. You look at, look at this Penn State roster, you look at Akron, I mean, certainly this is a team that Penn State should handle pretty mightily. Um, but, you know, season upgrades are weird, and that's something that James Franklin said this week, too. I mean, you never fully know if your depth chart or the other team's depth chart is accurate. You don't know if they're going to pull out some different gadgets or things that maybe you haven't prepared for. Um, so that goes both ways. You know, they're, they're kind of a weird, weird start to the season. But for Penn State, for Penn State fans, certainly, you know, there's the excitement around here, Steve. I mean, it's I wrote about today. I think every Friday in a college town when there's a football game, that atmosphere is just unique. You know, it's. The grocery store is blasting the fight song. It's just, you know, the kids on campus wearing all their Penn State gear or whatever school it may be. Um, that stuff is just special, and I think that's kind of brings the, the whole town really to life. There's no question, and a winning program brings everything to a different level, and you can sense mm -hmm. it here downtown in State College after what they did last year. When you look at, at let's, let, I want to go to the defense first. When you look at the defense, what are you looking to see out of them as an initial step as the season begins? You know, we heard so much about creating takeaways all off season, all spring ball, all through camp. You know, Garrett Taylor, their third string safety, he was the takeaway king, the guy that, you know, had the most takeaways during camp. So I think that's something we say, okay, it's a lopsided matchup on paper, but that means you should be creating some takeaways. You know, we saw Monty or Warrior do it last year early on, and then. Of course, everything kind of 
fizzled for the most part from the takeaway perspective for Penn State. Um, but that's certainly something. I also want to see the D-line, the rotation. I mean, we've seen it before. We'll see it again. Well, they'll use 10 to 12 guys. Well, what does that rotation exactly How are these guys productive? People like Shaka Tony that we haven't seen before, Shane Simmons. You know, to me, there's just so many questions with this defense. And really, regardless of who they're playing, they can start to answer those questions tomorrow. Then I'll flip it to the offensive side. Audrey, when we look at the offense, what are a couple of signs that you will look for tomorrow that tells you that they're on the right track? You know, we heard so much. See, we saw it last year, the slow starts. Uh, let's see if they can kind of put that one to rest. And obviously, you know, if they do it once, it certainly wouldn't put it to rest against Akron. But kind of start off on the, on the good note there. I mean, that's what you want to see. This offense should be as explosive as we've all projected, as we've all seen in the past. Um, and I also wonder, Steve, Iquan Barkley, should this game get out of hand, you know, in the second half, how much or how little do they use him, um, knowing, obviously, that so much is riding on him. So potentially McSorley as well. You look at Tommy Stevens, they're really excited about him. Um, so how much do we maybe see those guys? And, of course, everybody is pegging this as a breakout year for Jawan Johnson. Certainly everything I've heard and seen from, you know, spring ball through camp jives with that assessment so i think you'll see Juwan johnson get in there um but really to me it's kind of a question of all right well how much or how little do you do with these big time playmakers should this thing get really lopsided one final question audrey i'll let you go we have a few moments and i thank you so much for the time you're giving us today no problem and that will and that will deal with uh the the starting position in the poll and the polls mean nothing to what the college football playoff committee is going to do. It means nothing. But mm-hmm. it also is a universal perception that to begin the season, Penn State is a, quote, top 10 team. Because of that and because of the schedule they play, do they control their own destiny in all this? Yeah, I mean, absolutely, Steve. I mean, you look at this, and if you win out, your resume should speak for itself, especially when you're in the Big Ten. I mean, all the eyes that were watching Ohio State, Indiana last night, I mean, that kind of tells you, regardless of what these numbers are, and obviously playoff rankings we'll see come October, that's the one that matters. But you've got to take care of your own business. I mean, we saw that last year with Penn State. Um, had they taken care of business early on in the season, then we wouldn't have had this debate at the end of the year. So, again, this is a chance for them to, to kind of get off on the, on the right foot tomorrow and, and see, you know, how is this team different than it was last year. Audrey, thanks so much. Appreciate the time and look forward to seeing you tomorrow at the stadium. Sounds great. You too. Take care. Had a chance to talk with Audrey Snyder earlier. Appreciate the time that she gave us. Phil Davis and uh, Ed Ruth next half hour about their MMA appearances coming up in the Jordan Center, which will be November 3rd. Tickets went on sale for that today. Great to have you on board on today's show. Brought to you by our good friends at our... Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. We are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. This day in sports history is coming up. The next half hour, Ed Ruth, Phil Davis here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Thanks to Audrey Snyder for the few minutes that uh, she gave us today. From DKSports.com, Ed Ruth and Phil Davis next half hour. The Bellator MMA coming to the Jordan Center on November 3rd. And they are the feature on the card as they return to Penn State.
Phil won the national championship in 2008. And Ed was able to win three times in 12, 13, and 14. It'll be great to have the two of them on to talk about that. And MMA. I mean, it's a big adjustment for them to go into this. Ed's only going into his, I think he has, what, three bouts under his belt right now. Phil has 21 bouts, I think, under his belt at this point. Now, obviously, he's been in it longer. This day in sports history. 1906, Jack Combs of the Philadelphia A's pitched 24 innings against the Red Sox. Nobody would even conceive of doing that today. You're going to get 24 innings in three weeks. 1971, Danny Murtaugh, the Pirates, gave his lineup card to the umpire with the names of nine black baseball players on it. First time ever in Major League history. 1982, J.R. Richard returned to Major League Baseball after a two-year absence following a near-fatal stroke. 1998, Mark McGuire of the Cardinals hit home runs 56 and 57 to set a new National League record. Hack Wilson had the old record at 56. He would eventually reach 70 for the season on September 27th. 1999, 22 of Major League Baseball's 68 permanent umpires were replaced. The problem arose from their union's attempt to force an early start to negotiations for a new labor contract. And that is this day in sports history. I remember that. They went out and just said, yep, you're done, and replaced them. The people in that wanted it. Union is awfully powerful, though, in, in Major League Baseball. But I will say this about what they've done with Major League Baseball. As much as Bud Selig was criticized over what happened in 1994 with the season shutting down, and let's be honest, a lot of, there are some, not, I'll, I'll rephrase, there are some people that never came back to baseball after that. And baseball was going well, it was riding high. There are some people that never came back after that and said, you know what, enough is enough. But since that point, and it's now continued with Rob Manfred, there have been no shutdowns in baseball. In fact, they have been negotiating quietly over the years to make sure they're signing new agreements. Last year we heard a little bit about that maybe they were a bit upset. But that's about the most we've heard out of anybody. A rare, I mean, it's to their credit since 94, you haven't heard much of anything. For Major League Baseball with labor unrest. Has it made a difference? Maybe to a point. I mean, they know they're trying to solve some issues along the way. Pace of play is one of them. It's a fast-paced world we live in. When you're talking about young people gravitating toward, for example, MLS. Well, the match is 90 minutes. Maybe with some stoppage time, maybe it gets to 95 minutes. But 
the clock keeps running. And people feel like they can go to a Galaxy matchup or Columbus Crew or Sporting KC. And they can get there at 3 o'clock for a 4 o'clock match. Match is going to be over, oh, I don't know, about uh, 5.45. And they're going to be out of there at 6. Yeah, some of those MLS clubs, uh, they have some real diehard fans, especially out in Seattle, the Sounders. And it's really going to be interesting over the next year or two, the uh, the new, I say new because, you know, compared to the other teams that are in the league, the uh, new NYCFC, the uh, New York City Football Club that's tied into mm-hmm. Manchester City, how that's going to take off. Because you also have the other New York team uh, as well, uh, the Red Bulls. Um, so, yeah, they've already kind of have a little New York City derby built in, a little built-in rivalry there. Well, Minnesota now has a team. Atlanta FC is now in. And obviously, David Beckham has an interest in the team in Miami that is going in. So you've got I mean, expansion going on, but back to the point of the swiftness of the sport, the game. Now, one of the glories of baseball is, is that it is not a time game. And it's a game of 27 outs. So it is a different pace. Baseball does not have to be pedal to the metal accelerator. Uh, it doesn't have to be that way. But there are certain things that you can do to make it move a little bit quicker. And we talked about football, for example, college football. And one of the things they're trying to do this year is that it's optional, but instead of 20 minutes at halftime, go to 15. The NFL's at 12. Now, Penn State's not going to go to 15, but they're going to start that 20-minute clock, boom, right away. They're not going to delay and wait. They're going to, the 20-minute clock is going to go. But there's another way to change that up. And the way that you can change that up is change the rule about stopping the clock on first downs to set the chains. Now, in the final five minutes of a half, it's like having extra timeouts if you really work it right. But that's one way if you wanted to quicken the pace of a college football game, you can do that. Well, there are ways you can quicken the pace of a Major League Baseball game. I mean, every time you turn around, everybody is so intent on their routine from pitchers to hitters and so forth. You know, every time there's a pitch, I've got to step out. I've got to redo my batting gloves and things like that, take my two practice swings, get back in. Look, just stay in the box and hit. Pitchers, I got to go through this routine before I deliver a pitch. And you know, I always pull on my cap. I always, you know, wipe a little sweat off the back. All right, now I got to stare and now they got to set and then I got to wait, you know, and it's stuff like that. So, as a Red Sox fan, what do you think of like the the David Ortiz? You know, Poppy would have his routine as well before he get into the box. No, I was like get in the box and hit. I mean, I you know, I don't care who it is, what team it is. Now, you notice last year when they did put in more rules about um, pace, you notice he did stay in the box more last year. Yeah. And you notice how much it affected him. (laughs) (laughs) He had one of the really great seasons. I mean, it doesn't matter. If you're good, get in the box and hit. Well, you you get the ball on the mound. Go and pitch. Go pitch. For the most part, with, with with you covering the the state college spikes, you're seeing very young kids, 18, 19 years old. Do you see, do they have a routine, or do you notice they get right a into little, the box and go? 
Well, a little bit because it's it's forced upon them to get in the box and go. You are allowed to step out and reset if you have swung. Especially if it's a foul ball. You're allowed to get out, reset, and then go back to work. You're allowed to do that. Um, but for the most part, okay, pitches a ball outside, one foot in box, look the third base coach, get back in. So there's a better pace to it. Now, where there sometimes is not a better pace is controlling what the pitcher does. Now, they don't have a pitch clock at this level, but pitchers going set, check second, check, check second again. Look, deliver it. Let's go. Anyway, what do you got to do? Get yourself psychologically ready to go? I, I, I don't... It's hard for me to relate to that. It really is. Uh, and, I, and I understand everybody's built differently. But, for example, you know, like the game tomorrow. I'm not a person that needs to do that. Okay? I'm not a person that needs to do that. I don't, I don't sit there 10 minutes before the game going, okay, all right, okay, I'm going to get ready to broadcast here. It's like, I've always been the kind of person where flip the switch, let's go, and, you know, I worked all week, I'm ready. Now, I know everybody's built differently. But sometimes I think with, with everybody looking for an edge, and I appreciate people looking for an edge, I do. So the psychology of sports has come up more and more and more. Uh, then I'll tell you that what I think is an actual big help is sports science. A lot of people now uh, wear monitors in the uniform that tells everybody exactly how much energy you're exerting during the course of a game or a match. So I think sports science is important. The psychology of sports Part of that, to be honest with you, Sean, I find to be a bunch of mumbo-jumbo. That's just me. I may be completely wrong. But this, you know, sit there and visualize the ball going in the basket. Get the ball and shoot. My goodness, you're a 2,000-point scorer. Let it go. Right? Me, I can visualize for a month. It's gonna, You know what's going to tell me? I should be up in the booth broadcasting it. Because <laughs> I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I can visualize till the cows come home. The ball's the, the ball. It's not going to make a difference. Yeah, when the on-air light is on, that's time for you right. and Jack to set the table and get her going. Right. But I just, I'm not a big believer in it. Now, I read, now, there's part of now part of it. I do believe in is the relaxation beforehand. When you see players with their earbuds on and they're playing music and they're just, I'm, now to me that's. I can understand that completely. But it's a part of a, you know, that old joke in Caddyshack, see the ball, be the ball. Here's one, hit the ball. It's not easy. But I also think it's slowing down. For example, baseball, it's slowing the game down too much. You're thinking too much.